Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome as well. Today, we're going to be talking all about Roth IRAs. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. First of all, what's a Roth IRA versus like what's a traditional IRA or like a 401k, how they all different. Um, going to be going through some rapid fire questions that we typically get on Roth IRAs. And one of the most important questions, should you be contributing to a Roth IRA or not? So strap on your seatbelt. This is going to be a fun one because these are one of my most favorite types of investment vehicles. Uh, so let's jump right into it. However, before we do, one thing I do want to say, if you are new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe so that way you're notified of new episodes coming out. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment on it. It helps us grow. It helps us get out content. It helps you share this with your friends. It helps everybody. That's what we're here for. Win-win situation. Get everybody in the world of financial freedom. It will be fantastic. Let's jump right into it. Roth IRAs. First of all, uh, what is a Roth IRA? And then how is it different than things like a traditional IRA? Okay. Roth IRA goes in after taxes. Okay. So if you compare that to like a traditional IRA or a 401k, what happens is let's just say round numbers. You make a hundred grand a year. Um, if you contribute to a traditional IRA or a 401k, let's just say you do $6,000 a year. Okay. You're not taxed on that money. So when you go to pay your taxes at the end of the year to the IRS, it looks like you make $94,000, not a hundred thousand dollars with the Roth IRA. You can't deduct it from your current taxes. So it's after tax. So you're still taxed on a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Now, the big difference between a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA is that when you take the money out of a Roth IRA, once you're 59 and a half or older, because it was a pre-tax account, when you take out the money, you don't pay any taxes at all. Okay, so all the gains, everything you, you get to take out, no more tax. With a traditional IRA, or a 401k, because you had the tax deduction in the beginning, you're taxed, okay? So that's the main difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA is in a Roth IRA, the money goes in after taxes and you can take the money out tax-free when, uh, when you retire, okay? Traditional IRA, the money goes in pre-tax and then when you take it out, you're taxed. That's the big difference between those and 401ks and everything else, okay? That's, that's the big, big thing, okay? Now, should you contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA? The short answer is absolutely yes. Now, the next question is then why? But then also is, well, how much should I be doing? Okay, so I'm going to be answering some reasons why first, and then how much should you should be doing, and then uh, going to some rapid fire questions that we typically get. Okay, first reason, 
is this concept that I've come up with called retirement income diversification. I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a room of financial experts and they sit there and they argue, well, you know, 401k is better because, you know, it's pre-tax or, you know, Roth is better because, um, you know, it's after taxes and you use tax freeze and taxes are going to be going up in the country and blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, all those things are what if scenarios. Okay, when we plan, we got to know what puts me in the best position today based on the current laws as of today. And we have to assume everything is going to stay the same. Okay, now that doesn't mean ignore the risk factors of different things like investments are going up and whatnot. Instead, we have to say we have to plan for today what we know. But we have to be able to be prepared in case something changes in the future. And we have to figure out a way to reduce the risk of that something happening in the future. Okay, that's where retirement income diversification is. I'll give you guys two examples. As of right now, people that do have retirement. So, so first of all, like 40% of people in this country are living paycheck to paycheck. So they don't have anything saved. For those of it that do have money saved, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head. So don't quote this. But it's something like 60 to 70% of people, their only investment is in a 401k, in a pre-tax 401k. Why is that a bad thing? If tax laws change around 401ks and it's to the detriment of 401k holders, all those people that that's their only retirement are completely screwed. Okay, I just saw this happen actually in the real estate world. I know a lot of people that have real estate in California that have had it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they just changed this law in prop uh, called Prop 13 that changed the way property taxes are done on investment properties. And it completely screwed their entire cash flow. And it's like they're panicking now. They got to sell. They're, they're going to be okay, but they got to sell stuff and move stuff. It's an absolute fiasco of what's going on with them right now. Okay. Where the concept of retirement income diversification comes in, it means maybe you only start off with one right now because that's what your budget allows. Okay, maybe it's a 401k or whatever it is. But over time, you try to get as many different types of retirement vehicles as possible. So the first two are get your match in your 401k, Roth IRA, and then you can go into other things like uh, municipal bonds, MLPs, um, real estate, all these different things, but try to have different assets in different types of categories that are taxed differently. So if you're trying to manage money, you're not screwed by tax laws. Now, if you're an investor, I always talk about this. There's a difference between investing and money management. Okay. If you're an investor, then you don't want to diversify out because you're trying to invest into one thing. But for money management purposes, which is for most of us that are just trying to achieve financial freedom, that just want to have, you know, not have to stress about money and we don't want to be consuming our lives, you want to have those different types of asset vehicles that are taxed differently. So for a new grad or a younger professional, let's just say you're between the ages of 20 and, and 35 or 40, typically the, the thing that you want to do is put get your match in your 401k or whatever retirement you get from your employer and then put like 50 to $100 a month in a Roth IRA. Okay, How much you should put in I'm going to answer that after we go through the reasons, but I say at least 50 to 100 months. I don't want to touch on that a little bit. Those are typically the first two types of accounts that we see people open 
And then the third one is like buying a piece of primary real estate that they want to live in for their, their, their residence. That's the third one. And then the fourth one, you just keep going on and on and on. Okay. That's the main thing. Reason number one, retirement income diversification is to protect yourself from future tax law changes. Okay. The third one is tax-free gains. I told you guys like, you know, how these things are tax-free when you take the money out. A lot of people, that's that's fantastic if I'm retired. Now, the other part of that, though, is like if you really start getting into these things and you really want to take advantage of it, you can do like a self-directed Roth IRA and put money into investments like real estate through your Roth IRA. Or you might be starting your own business and investing in the stock in that business and that stock can take off. So like Peter Thiel, uh, he was a co-founder of PayPal with Elon Musk. He was one of the first investors in the into Facebook sits on their board, all that type of stuff. He invested a lot of uh, his Roth IRA into Facebook and it's something worth like $5 billion now is his Roth IRA. It's like it's some ridiculous number and that money's all tax-free, all of it, okay? So you can take advantage of these tax-free gains. That's reason number two to invest in a Roth IRA. Reason number three, this goes back to how these things work and there's a misconception. Now I told you guys earlier, you put the money in, it's after taxes. When you take it out, it's tax-free, okay? However, if you take money out before 59 and a half, you pay a penalty on it, okay? So most people don't think about these things. And one of the biggest reasons why people tell me I'm not gonna invest into a Roth IRA is because what if I need the money before I retire? So they have this, this misconception because they think they're going to be penalized on it. That is not true with the Roth IRA. So the reason number three is that you can use a Roth IRA as an emergency fund or to potentially drop how much you need in an emergency fund. I'll explain. Okay. When you put money into a Roth IRA, it's after taxes. When you take money out of a Roth IRA, they do what's called first in, first out type of method of accounting. And so like, let's just say I put in $30,000 into my Roth IRA over five years or whatever it is, okay? And over those five years, it goes from being worth $30,000 to $10,000. Or I'm sorry, we're not you know having a market plunge. There's $10,000 of gains. So it goes from being worth $30,000 to $40,000. So again, $30,000 is what I put in, but I have $10,000 of market gains, okay? Let's just say I take out $10,000 out of the account. It comes out of the $30,000 first that I put in. So it's a return of my investment. Of what I put in and I'm taking it, and because of that, I'm not penalized. So literally, I could take out the full $30,000 and leave the $10,000 of gains, and I'm not penalized. So I can take the money out anytime I want to. And so what, the reason why, reason number three is using a Roth IRA as an emergency fund is because I could put the contribution in there. And even if I said, look, I'm just gonna leave this thing in cash that's earning 3%, 4%, whatever it may be, I'm still getting more than what I would be in a savings account. So maybe I do something like, if I need like a six month emergency fund, okay? Maybe I do like two months inside of, you know, a bank account, a checking account. And then the other four months I put into a Roth IRA, but just invest it in cash when I put it in that Roth IRA. So that way it's just earning more, not being taxed on anything. Okay. 
The reason why I, I say that is because I know the statistics on emergency funds. Okay, we have them because of an emergency, which is fantastic. The reality is, is that the third month, fourth month, fifth month, that much money for an emergency fund, most of the time, less than 1% of the people actually take the money out to use it. Okay, less than 1% of the time, there's actually an emergency to use it. That doesn't mean don't, don't have an emergency fund. It means be smart with it. Okay. And so you can use that Roth IRA to take the money out if you, if you need to. Okay. You can use that loophole. That's reason number three. Reason number four is also taking advantage of the same loophole. And it's the, for a down payment on a house. Now, when you uh, put the money in, there's a, an exception. Like I said before, $30,000 goes in and they have $10,000 of gains in the account. When I go to buy a house, if it's a, for a qualified first home buy, I can take out 10,000 of the gains as well as what I put in and I don't pay any taxes or any penalties on it. So for example, like that $30,000 I put in is now worth 40,000. If I'm using that $40,000 for a down payment for a house, I can take everything out and I'm not taxed on it. Okay. I'm not penalized either. Okay. Now I want to make a big caveat on this. Reason number three, reason number four is emergency fund or if I'm using it for a down payment for a house. Okay. If you do that, that doesn't mean you put the money in like the stock market. Okay. The Roth IRA is just a vehicle you put your money into. Okay, it's not the actual investment. Once you put the money into it, you have to decide where is it going? Okay, like what do I want to invest it in? Because if this is your goal to use this for an emergency fund or a or a down payment for a house, then you still want to invest it in like cash that's earning three or 4% and that you're just taking advantage of tax-free types of uh, benefits on it. Okay, you don't want to necessarily invest it in the stock market. Now, like I said, most of the time with people that I work with on this, they're not using it specifically for a down payment for a house. That's not the reason why they're putting money into a Roth. They're not using it necessarily for an emergency fund. They are using it for retirement. But it's nice to know that if I need it for that emergency fund or I need it for a down payment for a house, I can take the money out. Or here's another nice to know. For example, real estate, like I've been saying, is going to crash. Okay, it's just it's going to happen. We're already down like 10 or 15% in the last year. Like, I think it's got some room to grow, go down even more. I could take my Roth IRA and use that as a down payment for a piece of property if I want to. Okay. Within my Roth IRA, because I know those rules. Or if I want to take out the, the part that I contributed to it and use it that way, I could do that too. If it was for my primary, I don't need to do that. I'm going to be using it for an investment. But this is why I just give you those examples. Like, if you know these things about Roth IRAs, you could take advantage of them in case you need it. Versus, like I told you guys earlier, a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to do a Roth IRA because I can't take the money out without being penalized until I'm 59 and a half and I might need this money short term. No, that's not an excuse. You can put the money in and take it out if you need to. Okay, so make sure you use that rule to, to your advantage. Now, how much money should you put in? I mentioned earlier, if you're eligible for a Roth IRA, because there is caps based on your income, Okay, I can't remember what the caps are. They just changed. I'm, I'm recording this beginning of January 2023. They just changed and I haven't looked at the new tax guidelines on it yet. But there's a cap based on how much your income, if you can contribute to a Roth IRA or not. Most of you don't have to worry about that cap. Okay, so let's just say you can put money into a Roth IRA. Okay, $50 to $100 at a minimum every month should be going in. 
Okay, that's what we always say at Fitbucks. Like our default recommendation is make sure you get your match in your 401k or your 403b. Put $50 to $100 into your Roth IRA. Make sure you you build out your plan so that way the minimum payments are going into into your debt. And then from there, the rest of your money should be going towards your number one goal. Okay, that's the way it is. Now, when we set that up for a lot of people, a lot of people will say, well, I actually want to put in the full amount into my Roth IRA. So like last year, the contribution into Roth IRA could be $6,000 a year. Okay, so they put like $500 a month into it. The reason being is because once the year passes, you can't put money back in. So like if you said, well, you know, it's 2019, I didn't put a contribution in and now it's 2022. Hey, IRS, like I didn't do a contribution in 2019. So I want to do $6,000 for 2019. You just say, no, you can't do that. Okay. So a lot of people say, look, I'm going to make the contribution this year. And let's just say I need the money next year. I can always just take the contribution out. But once this year goes by, I can't contribute anymore. So they make sure that they put the money in once a year. Okay. So either you max it out, which in my opinion is a great thing to do, but at a minimum, you put 50 to $100 in there. Okay. That choice is up to you on if you just do 50 to $100 a month or if you put the full amount in every single year. Now, I mentioned we would do some rapid fire questions. Uh, let me pull up some of these questions uh, that we get so that way. I make sure I'm answering all of them for you guys. Um, did you have a 401k and a Roth IRA? As I just mentioned, yes. Okay, like if you're eligible for both of them, yes. You should have both because of retirement income, income diversification, because of being able to take advantage of the Roth, like the flexibility of it and so on and so forth. So absolutely. Where to ro- open a Roth IRA? Okay, I'm going to go through three different places that you can open up a Roth IRA and how to do it. Okay, what do I, I typically recommend? And then I'll go through like a fourth option. Okay, so that way you just know what your options are. Okay, first one is going to a registered investment advisor or a financial advisor. If you guys have seen those podcasts that we've done, basically a financial advisor is somebody that's just managing investments for you. I think they are going to charge you one to two percent. They're going to dump it into a robo advisor. And you're getting absolutely ripped off. So I would I would not go to an investment advisor, but that is an option for you. So I know a lot of you have been like, well, maybe I have one. I'd like the person. Great. Go use them. I think they're a waste of money. I'm not going to go through that on this podcast because I've gone on podcast rants before about specifically that. So go back into the history of our podcast so you guys can see you know, some of my opinions on that. So that's one option is an investment advisor. Now, like I said, a lot of this stuff has been automated. Okay, um, so a lot of people will use a robo advisor. They are cheaper than an investment advisor. Robo advisor is basically an algorithm that that determines your investments for you. Typically, they are anywhere between fifty and seventy five percent cheaper than investment advisors. So the idea of the robo advisor is fantastic. The problem is, is it's like this black box. You don't have anybody to talk to or even know what they're investing in. And honestly, again, I've, I've, I've done this podcast on, on robo-advisors. Most of them are crap because they don't even look at your entire financial picture. They say this or that, and they're just looking at this little tiny piece when it should be being looked at as a whole. Okay, so I don't really like robo-advisors. But those are the first two, okay? RIA or robo pure robo-advisors. The third one is do-it-yourself, okay? 
do it yourself is going to be the cheapest option. The only disadvantage of that, you got to do it yourself. You got to pick the investments and know exactly what you're doing. Okay. Now, like I told you, there's a fourth example. Okay. And this is what we do at Fitbucks. We're not the only ones that do this. They're propping up more and more. Um, but it solves the problems of all the first three. The RIA being expensive, the investment advisor being expensive, um, the robo-advisor being inexpensive, which is a good thing, but it's a black box and most of it doesn't look at your bigger picture. And the third piece is do it yourself, which is cheapest, but you don't have anybody to ask questions to and know what you're doing. You gotta know the investment, okay? The fourth one is what's called a hybrid robo-advisor, okay? And that's what we have at Fitbucks, okay? And what this is, is we use an, a, a robo-advisor technology to do all the rebalancing the accounts and to decide the allocation based on your entire profile. So like I mentioned, a lot of robo-advisors only look at one thing. Those of you that have built your profile at Fitbucks, you guys know this, we look at everything. We look at your finances, your debt situation, your age, your profession. We even ask questions like, do you run marathons and all that type of stuff? Because it gives us data, insight, into your behaviors. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking at your ability to take risk, okay? And so by doing that, these hybrid robo-advisors, we specifically, I can't talk for other hybrid robo-advisors because I don't know how they they have their setup, but ours looks at that complete ability to take risk, okay? And then we auto-trade on that. So all you have to do is update your Fitbucks profile and it will automatically adjust the risk in your um, investment account based on the changes in your Fitbox score, okay? The other part of that, like I said, with robo-advisors, is this black box, you can't talk to anybody. Part of the hybrid structure is that there's coaches. So that's just not us, that's everybody. So the difference between like us and everybody else is I don't know how their algorithm picks the investments. I know how ours picks the investments based on the ability to take risk. But what's common with the hybrid approach between all of us is that there's a coach you can ask questions to. So you're not just blindly investing in this black box. There's a coach, like a Fitbox coach, that can sit there and answer your questions like, well, what is this ETF in here? What is this? What is this? What's your guys' portfolio investment like strategy? There's somebody there you can talk to to ask, okay? And so, yeah, there's a moderate fee on that. Typically, they range between like 0.5 and 0.75%. Ours is 0.5%. What that means is like if you have $10,000 invested, it's $50 a year. That's what that means. But that is how you would go about investing into a Roth IRA. Again, I'm going to summarize those. Investment advisor, which is a complete waste of money, in my opinion. A pure robo-advisor, which is kind of like this black box that doesn't look at your entire portfolio and your entire situation. So I, I knocked those two off. Do it yourself, which in my opinion, I wish everybody would do it themselves, but I'm also a realist that most of us don't want to sit there and try to learn investments, making sure I understand all these vehicles and everything. But that's the third way. So that's one of the good ways to do it. Or a hybrid robo-advisor. Like I mentioned, we have our hybrid robo-advisor. We're not the only ones. But ours is the only one that looks at your incomplete ability to take risk looking at the profile. So those would be the two that I typically recommend. Either do it yourself or use a hybrid robo-advisor. Hopefully ours if you're going to use it. But those are the two. Okay, That's how you would go about actually opening up and doing a Roth IRA. Okay. Um, are Roth IRAs safe? I get this question all the time. Roth IRA is just a vehicle. You still have to choose the investment. That's what I was saying. One of the, the de detriments of do it yourself is you still have to pick the investment. You'll just throw it in and now it's invested. Okay. 
So they could be safe based on the, <clears throat> the investment you put in. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by this investment vehicle. Okay, like if you go to a hospital, the hospital building, like, is a building, right? That building is equivalent to the Roth IRA. It's just a shell, okay? Within that hospital, though, you got all these different departments. You got cardiac, physical therapy, OT, SLP, uh, emergency, um, you know, all these different things, right, within that structure. Same thing with the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA is just a structure of where you put the money. That structure has a uh, specific type of tax consequence. You still have to choose the investment. So like I said, if you want to put it in cash and it's earning 3%, yeah, it's safe. You're not going to lose any money, but you're not going to get any type of growth. So it depends on what you, how much you want to take in risk. Again, that's why I was so excited to watch, launch our hybrid robo advisor. It's because it, it is based on your ability to take risk. Okay. Um, so is, it an IRA, is a Roth IRA safe? Depends on what you put your money in, okay, what you invest into. Um, what are the interest rates on a Roth IRA? Again, we can't answer that question because it depends on what you put the investment in. I mean, if it's in stocks, there is no interest rate. Stocks don't pay interest. They pay dividends, okay? So is there a yield on a Roth IRA? No. On a Roth IRA, there is no yield. Your investments have a yield on them. So depending on what you put it in, it's going to vary, Okay. Uh, what are the Roth IRA contributions? Uh, I know what they were in 2022. I don't think they went up this year, but in 2022, they were $6,000 a person. If you're above 50, you could do uh, $7,000. Okay. Uh, what is a Roth IRA conversion? Okay. Um, there is, there's two ways of doing this. What is a Roth IRA conversion and what is a rollover Roth IRA? Okay. Um, I'm going to answer the first one first because they're a little bit different. Okay, what a Roth IRA conversion is, actually most of you will probably never really ever do this. It depends on why you're doing this strategically. It's when you have a traditional account. So like a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k. As I mentioned, that money goes in pre-tax. Okay, what a conversion means is that you take that from a pre-tax account, traditional IRA, 401k, and you move it to an after-tax Roth IRA. Okay. The reason why you don't see that very often is because when you move it like that from a pre-tax account to an after-tax account, which a Roth IRA is an after-tax account, you have to claim that dollar amount as income in that year. Okay. So let's just say you have $100,000 in your 401k or your traditional IRA and you make $70,000 a year in income and you roll that over into a Roth IRA. You have to claim $100,000 of income in that tax year. So you're going to owe a lot of taxes on it. Okay. And so some people will, will some planners will tell people to do this strategically when they're older. That doesn't really apply to you guys right now. What applies to you on this situation is that if you're going back to school or maybe you're, you've been employed for part or most of the year. So I see a lot of this with uh, people that have children. And they're out of work for a year or two. And then they go back to work once their children are in daycare or something. Okay. When your income drops, let's just say you're a student, but you had $30,000 in a 401k. And then you went back to get like a master's degree or something. And you went to the school for a time. So you cut your income. Because you have no income in that tax year, you can convert it to an IRA, a Roth IRA. And because you don't have any taxable like wage income that year, 
convert it to a Roth IRA because you're going to pay minimal taxes. And again, it's better because then it grows tax-free and you take the money out tax-free. Okay, so we do that. We do Roth IRA conversions a lot with master students and doctorate students. Okay, so like we, let's just say we're working with a PT. That's a DPT or an SPT, I should say. SDPT, student, doctor, uh, physical therapy, right? They're a student. But let's just say they started their program at 31, but they had been working since 25 and they have 20 grand in a 401k. Roll it over to a Roth IRA. Uh, like while you're in school, you got two or three years where you're not making any money. It's a perfect opportunity for that. So that's what a Roth IRA conversion is. Now, the other way that some of you might run into a Roth conversion is <clears throat> I mentioned those income limits earlier. Okay. So a lot of times we see this with married couples. You might, between you and your spouse, you guys might make like 200, 225 grand a year. You, you can't qualify for a Roth IRA. You're past the income limits. But what you could do is you could do a after-tax contribution to a traditional IRA. Once the money is in that traditional IRA, you wait like a year and then you convert it to a Roth IRA after like six to 12 months. So that's a different type of concept. If you guys are making that much money, just you were interested in that, let us know. We can help you set all that stuff up for you. Or like if you're a student and you want to roll it into a Roth IRA, not sure what you're doing again. We have our hybrid rollover advisor. We can we can help you do all that type of stuff. Okay. Now, what is a rollover a rollover Roth IRA? Why is that so different? There's new things out there, and I'm seeing these more and more. Um, they're Roth 401ks. Okay. A Roth 401k is the same thing as a Roth IRA, it's just in a 401k. Okay. Um, and so when you leave your employer, you want to take the money with you. And if you do, then you roll over your Roth 401k to a Roth IRA. The only disadvantage of doing that is like you can borrow from a Roth 401k. Like if you want to take a loan against it, once you roll it over, you can't borrow against it anymore. Okay. So some people that, you know, they think that's a pro or a con. I'm kind of neutral on it because it just depends on what the terms are. But that's what a Roth rollover IRA is. So that's the difference between like Roth IRA conversion versus a rollover Roth uh, 401k. Most of you nowadays are, might have a Roth 401k, so you do a Roth uh, rollover Roth IRA once you leave your employer. I can see a lot of people that are happening to. The Roth IRA conversion, again, is either like if you have a drop in income for whatever reason for a year or um, you make a lot of money and you want to contribute to a pre uh, to a traditional IRA and convert it over. That's the only time you're going to be using like a Roth IRA conversion. Okay, so... Those are the questions I was going to go through. That's the day, the, the podcast for today. Like I said, it's all about Roth IRAs. I love these accounts. They're fantastic. If you guys want help opening them, like I said, build your profile, click uh, in uh, open investment account from the dashboard. That's our hybrid robot advisor. We'll help you set that up. Most importantly, if you guys want help with your financial plan, our technology is there for you. We'll help you get to financial freedom using the technology. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys soon.